Well, hello there. My name is Andrew Hoffman. I'm the executive director of NeighborLink Fort Wayne, and this is Neighboring. Neighboring is a series of conversations that we have with individuals from all different backgrounds about what it means to be a good neighbor. If you live in Fort Wayne or you've been around Fort Wayne, chances are you've been to the Firefly Coffee House. We believe that coffee shops are a very interesting uh, perspective in what it means to be a neighborhood. It's a place, it's a small business that has uh, strategically been chosen to be planted in a neighborhood. But what's most unique is about the idea that what happens on a day-to-day -day basis inside a coffee shop. And so we're here with Cindy Demery, uh, founder of the Firefly Coffee House. And we're so excited to sit down and talk with you about what is the Firefly? Why is it so unique? And uh, what your perspective is on the idea that if, if you could imagine your business, the Firefly Coffee Shop, as a neighborhood, what does that, what does that look like? What happens on a day-to-day -day basis? So to kick off, please tell us a little bit about yourself, um, the Firefly, and how you guys got started. Okay, hi, Andrew. Hi there. Thank you for inviting me. The Firefly will be 19 years old the end of June this year. Uh, we started wanting a neighborhood gathering place in our neighborhood where we lived. We, we wanted a community gathering place, but we wanted it centered around coffee. We knew that there wasn't really anything like we were looking for. We had visited places in other states, and so we decided we wanted to create what we didn't have in Fort Wayne and give it a feel of a place maybe on the east or the west coast or somewhere besides the Midwest. So that's how, that's how we set about starting it up. It began with my husband, Paul, and our daughters, Allison and Abby, who were teenagers at the time. Um, the first day that we opened, we over, had overhired. We had hired probably six or eight people. And at the end of the day, we had made $250. And we cried, and we had to let those people go. And then our family began to work lots and lots of hours. To, we had our sister-in-law here, who was the main reason that we were able to get off the ground and up and running and so to be so successful. She is a um, amazing person with background in coffee in, at, in London in the financial district. And she agreed to come and help us get the family business started and up and left England and moved in with us and was with us for a year and a half and gave us a great start. We uh, had lots of excitement as we were opening up. We, didn't, we decided we wouldn't paper over the windows. We'd let people kind of watch the progress. Okay. And they would come up and they would peek in the door. Actually, the door would be propped open. It was summertime or spring when we began. And they would come in and say, well, what are you doing here? And, and lots of curiosity and lots, we answered lots of questions, made people feel welcome, kind of explained to them what we were doing. That probably is the crux of the openings of it. And, and like we say, fast forward 19 years later, and we feel like we are very well known in our area and a little bit outside of Fort Wayne as well. Yeah. Well, I know, especially a lot of uh, small local coffee shops and small businesses, the, one of the fantastic things that I think about it is it's, it, 
each one of them uh, really seems to be its own culture, its own environment, and it takes the shape of its community or mm -hmm. takes the shape of the owners. Describe, describe the Firefly to us. Like, you guys created this community. Uh, you get to manage it. You get to nurture it. You get to steward it in a way. So tell us about the Firefly. What makes Firefly unique? Firefly is very eclectic, very colorful. Um, our, our hope and our dream was to make it culturally diverse, to make it very family friendly and welcoming to the young all the way up to the old. Uh, that was a little tricky because that's quite an age span yeah. and you needed to offer something for the young and something for the high school age, something for the middle age and something for the elderly or the older population. Um, we worked hard at succeeding at that. I did a lot of uh, public speaking, trying to get our name out there, trying to let people know why coffee was so expensive. They didn't quite understand, especially the older generation, why did cup, a cup of coffee have to be close to two dollars sure. at that time? Um, it's our nature to be very people-oriented and very uh, welcoming. Paul, my husband, and I just are very people people persons we 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 get we are energized by people we enjoy thoroughly getting to meet people and find out who they are and what makes them tick mm -hmm. so you guys have you and Paul have a very unique way or a very intentional way about how you build your team and your staff uh, how do you think that that has played to, first tell us about that like how do you go about sure. hiring people like what's What's the key thing? What are you trying to do with your team of people? It's, it seems like it's more than coffee. Is that true? Absolutely true. We decided early on that we could train just about anyone to make coffee, even though a lot, uh, some people are a lot more passionate than others. We knew that we could teach you a lot of the basics, but we couldn't teach you how to interact with, with customers. We wanted you to be, we wanted our people to be engaging, to make people feel welcome, to try and read the customer when they walked in the door. If they noticed they were looking around and seeming very lost as far as where to order, we would say, hey, come on down to the register and I'll help you find out what it is you'd like to try. And at that point, we would begin to educate them on what we had as far as narrowing the drink down to hot or to cold or to coffee or to tea or to fruity or... So um, we knew that that was going to take a special person. So we began with interviewing, usually just me by myself, and just trying to weed out if this indeed was the best person sure. for the position. And then if I felt it was a good fit, then we have a staff, as many staffers available, join in on the second interview. And that interview is asking some hard questions like, um, how do you deal with constructive criticism? What is, does that make you uncomfortable? How can we best help you to feel comfortable if we have to say, this would be a better way to do this? Or when you, next time the person comes in, let's ask them, how is your day? How are you today? Let's try and engage them. Not to make money, it's just genuinely concerned effort to try and get to know our neighbors, to try and get to know the people that are our customers, because sure. we do feel 
once someone starts coming in our store regularly, we feel like they're part of our family. Yeah. We get to know them on many levels. Do you have any stories? What's been the feedback from employees that maybe have you know worked other places and they come and go through that and they've been in that environment a few times and maybe they left and went to somewhere else, but we'll, we'll reflect back on their experience and how you've gone. Uh, how does that approach, how has that approach helped or impacted other people that have worked there? Our staff is very close. They like to hang out together outside of work, and sometimes Paul and I still get included, and that's fun. Uh, we have a, we try and have parties in our own home and where the, everybody is welcome. We have a swimming pool in our backyard, so we have a kind of an open door policy as far as people being able to come and go and swim sure. in the summer. Um, we like to talk a lot in our kitchen. Our kitchen, if the walls could talk, would tell some amazing stories sad and happy and um, a progression of different people's lives as we open up to each other and we get to know who each other, who we are, uh, what makes us tick, uh, what our likes are, what our dislikes are. So that's, that's some information about like your staff. I've frequented a lot of coffee shops. I've been a regular in many coffee shops. I love coming to the Firefly. Because I'm, I think about these things and I, and I have these questions, I often like think in terms of like, there's this really unique dynamic that happens within a coffee shop because it is like what they call it, like the third place. And I, I'll come and I'll be a regular for a season, I'll see the same people and you come in and out and you see the same interactions with different people. And just like in any neighborhood, you see a lot of good interactions and you see a lot of people come and go, but you also see some, some negative actions and, uh, and the work of reconciliation or maybe addressing some of those. I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about like from a customer base, like how do you, how do you see the interactions among customers, uh, among themselves or with your staff and some of the unique things that you've seen? Well, I, for the most part, we ask our staff to please try and leave your drama at the door. <laughs> Just because we're humid and obviously we're going to have good days and we're going to have bad days. And yes, those can affect the way that we interact with our coworkers and especially with our customers. And customers will at times say to a barista, are you okay? They'll, because they know them so well from seeing them day after day after yeah. day. Um, Probably the hardest thing we've ever had to do is if someone becomes verbally abusive to staff or to another customer, to another, um, we have a group, we have many groups of people that gather at the Firefly, but we have a group of men that meet every morning in the, in the front window area and they've been meeting for years and my husband is one of them. And there have been times when it has gotten out of control in the sense that people forget you are in a public place. It's okay to, it's okay to share your viewpoints, yeah, sure. but please do it with consideration. So Paul and I, and even our employees from time to time had to say, Hey, let's take a step back here. Let's rethink this. Um, what's a different way that we could look at this situation yeah. and, and come at it with, with peace. Yeah. Sounds like, uh, in that way of being a good neighbor, uh, addressing difficult circumstances with some, some patience and some grace and some understanding Absolutely. rather than a, a knee-jerk, a fear-based response yes. that, that, that's much easier at times. It is, isn't it? Yeah. What do you feel like 
that illustrates to your staff or the customers like the, t the time and care like this seems like it, it could be a potential like good characteristic of a neighbor I'm curious I think so too I mean I think we all want to be heard and, yeah. and we want people to be patient with us we want us to give them the benefit of the doubt that they have a voice and that they have something to say but there are things that we get very passionate about and we can it can get heated if someone disagrees with you or yeah. has a different viewpoint I think this testimony is that people keep coming back they yeah. feel that we're not ostracizing them we're being welcoming there have been a couple of times where we've had to ask people not to come back unfortunately uh, just because we couldn't get them to calm down and it was causing strife amongst everyone they were they dreaded for that person to come in or they were being like I said verbally abusive but that's maybe twice in 19 years yeah so as a small business owner um, thinking of physical location where you've chosen uh, chosen to put your business and uh, where you where you're at you're among some other businesses and and an office or a, a storefront kind of facility but also you're in a very active neighborhood in the 46805 talk to about being a neighbor as a small business owner like what does that look like how does that play out for you for me it plays out in that I have now since we've been in business so long I am seeing customers come in that were infants 19 years ago wow. um, in, in infant carriers that their parent would bring them in to get coffee in the morning before work. And wow. so I've had the privilege of being able to watch them grow, to learn about what they're involved in, extracurricular, how, they're, how it's going for them in school, um, the awards that they've won. And so to be able to interact on a day-to-day -day basis is it, it, I just I feel very honored I, I don't see that you really get that except for maybe in your own family so I truly do have quite an extensive um, family outside of my own immediate family and I'm I'm just very honored and grateful about that yeah well as we wrap up there's a there's a kind of a two-part question with this idea of you know really what does it mean to be a good neighbor and i'm curious as if you could answer that in two different ways one is as a small business owner that is trying to be a part of the community and trying to preserve and create a community within it what does it mean to be to be a good neighbor from a business perspective and then i'm curious as an individual what you would say like what does it mean to be a good neighbor how would you define that so start with what does it mean to be a good neighbor as a small as a local small business, business owner as a, uh, as a small business owner, for me, it means to make you feel comfortable and warm like and welcomed like I would in my own home. Um, unfortunately, you have to pay for the drink, but <laughs> um, I, I, am, I love to see people happy. I am a people pleaser. It energizes me to have people compliment on a drink or on my staff. We have such an amazing staff and and I they are the front of the business. They're the ones that really make us look good. And I I feel like the reason we have so many staff stay for so long is they do feel like they're in a family, in a neighborhood. Yeah. We do watch out for each other. We um, 
like I mentioned earlier, we notice when one of us is down, when one of us isn't doing well, and we will respond to that and ask, how, you know, how are you today? And they may say, well, my, my uh, dog just died, my, my dad just died. And we, we get to be a part of such significant life-changing mm -hmm. events. Yeah. And I find that in my neighborhood as well, as I interact with my neighbors. I um, have the privilege of being able to rejoice when they rejoice and weep when they weep. Yeah. So what does it mean to be a good neighbor as an individual? As an individual, I think one of the most significant things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis is to be kind, and to be thoughtful, and to be caring, to be interested in people's lives, to make them feel like they have a purpose, they have, they have worth, uh, they have worth, they have much to offer, and I want to hear about it. Yeah. Well, that's very clear. Every time that I come into the Firefly and all that I know, we, we feel that presence and that intentionality from the way you and Paul design and create the culture to uh, the way that uh, your staff carries that out. So thank you so much for uh, investing in a place that uh, is a place of culture and a place of warmth and welcoming and a desire that says, we want you here. Thank yes, you. we want to sell you coffee, but we oh, want you here. Thank so, you so much. Thank you for joining uh, me and uh, joining us on this series called Neighboring. Uh, as we continue to dive into this series, uh, we look forward to interviewing other people like Cindy and uh, her husband, Paul, to really determine what this means as small business owners, as community members, as civic entities about what it means to be a good neighbor. We think we've got a lot to learn from each other and uh, can't wait to tell additional stories. So thanks Thank again you. for I'm joining honored us. honored to be here. Thank you. Neighboring is presented by NeighborLink, a volunteer organization that connects vulnerable neighbors with neighbors looking to help. Neighboring is produced by Punch Films, a national full-service video production company based in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Creative direction by Lindy Bazil and Lindsay Ray Porter. Music is by Metavari off their recent album, Symmetry. Be sure to visit neighboringpodcast.com to watch or listen to other episodes.